hard to put into words the feeling that I feel. This is the greatest honor of my professional life. It means the world to me, it really does. It's such a massive honor, I just can't put it to words. I feel really, really happy and very excited for the future that was going to come. It's always a wonderful recognition, the, the, the opportunity to uh, participate in this event and, and, and the impact that it has uh, to be uh, receiving this award. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of SIVA Sounds, the podcast of SIVA Santi Animal or SIVA Animal Health. My name is Nick Wood and what you just heard were voices of winners of the World Veterinary Association's Global Welfare Awards, supported by SIVA to recognise people and organisations that go above and beyond in the field of animal welfare. Now, without doubt, I have to honestly say that this is my favourite event of my working life because not only do I have the privilege of hosting these awards each year, but I also get to go and meet the winners in their working environments in every corner and continent of the world to film and record their stories, which then feature as part of the awards so that people can see firsthand exactly why they were nominated and why they eventually went on to win. Now, the awards are in their fourth year and usually take place during the WVA's annual Congress. It was due to take place in New Zealand earlier this year, but sadly, COVID-19 meant that the Congress could not take place in its usual planned form. But fear not, the awards are going ahead on the 29th of October this year, to be precise, as part of a special WVA online event dealing with COVID-19. And I'm also pleased to report that all my filming had taken place before the lockdown, so you'll be able to see and hear our 2020 winners. More on that a little later in this podcast. But first, the awards don't just end with a medal and a ceremony, because as you are going to hear, our winners have forged lasting relationships and collaborations on various ongoing animal welfare projects as a result of their successes. Now, to talk to me about the awards and their longer-term influence, I am joined by Ziv Noga, the Executive Director of the WVA, the World Veterinary Association, who helped to originate their event, and two of last year's winners, veterinarian Annette van der Aar and student vet Amy Lieberum. Ziv, first of all, just talk our listeners through the origins of the WVA Awards, because SEVA is well known for its annual UK Welfare Awards, and I recall you came along with some WVA officials to see how they worked, and really it all started from there. We have been in this ceremony and we thought this was amazing and it's uh, the way they recognize the daily work of people and see how they work with videos in the fields and how they are so important for the welfare of animals. We thought there is an opportunity to take this same concept and to bring it to the global level and to focus on veterinarians how they deliver their services for animal welfare. And we believe that veterinarians should be the leaders for animal welfare. They need to be the one that give scientific knowledge about the welfare of animals. Unfortunately, around the world right now, we see that probably vets are not the leaders. NGOs uh, like activists uh, that uh, lead on this topic, there are movie stars and uh, celebrities are leading. And this is something also society will expect from veterinarians is to lead on this topic. 
So this was the origins of how it was born the idea. Annette van der Aar, as I said, you were one of the winners last year. You practice in Europe. And I remember clearly when we first met, you made a really interesting point. And that is that although vets really do care about animal welfare, of course, it hasn't featured too much as a formal part of their training. I mean, they've been trained on how to heal animals, but welfare is very much a developing area for them. Well, if I look back at my own career, when you start out, you know, you're so struggling to get the diagnosis right, to talk and communicate correctly with the owner, not to forget to have your administrative things really on order. And it's so much. And you see an animal coming in and, for example, a dog with hereditary predisposition for skin disease. And you treat this animal and you make this one animal better. And for this animal, you achieve better welfare. And then you obviously you have the bigger questions like, should these animals even be walking into my practice? Or why are those animals there with the hereditary skin problems? You know, or in, in farm animals. I mean, there are very many examples that you could name in this context. And I think for me, if I talk about myself, this has always been a little bit of a struggle. As a vet, you get very broad education, you know, and, and you learn from kind of the bones and everything due to the finished product, the sausage, and what it can mean for human health. And so you, you're exposed to a very general, broad view on the interactions of humans and animals and the environment. And then how to take this kind of knowledge forward into your daily practice and what you want to achieve as a vet. I think, you know, vets can struggle with that. And the time, you know, you're so busy doing your everyday work. And I think if the veterinary profession can be supported in developing tools and other things to actually help them to, to focus more on the, the animal welfare, yeah, I think then we can really, you know, step up and, and, and be the leaders. Thanks, Annette. And when you mention education about animal welfare, there's obviously nowhere better for that than in the early stages in vet schools and also in the teaching of their students. And last year it was decided to make the first ever welfare award to a student. And the winner of that category was Amy Lieberum, a student at the Faculty of Veterinary Medicine at the University of Leipzig in Germany. Amy, have fellow students been willing to spread the word, do you think, on animal welfare? To be honest, it's been easier than I would have thought to motivate other students because really students, they are unbiased. They start veterinary medicine because they love animals and they want to treat them. And for them, that the mental well-being is also a concept like, like in human health, you know, you have physical health and you have the mental health and the same with animals. And I think for students, it's pretty much normal that that belongs together. So I feel that students, they just need to be given some information and sometimes they need to be supported and what to do and how to do. And the same, I was supported as well. I had the BVVD, so the, the German National Student Association, and I was a leader of the work group Animal Welfare. And so that gave me a platform to do my work. And I think that's just what students need. And then I really think that they can play a vital role in animal welfare, especially because they can act as multipliers. So if you have a veterinary school that, you know, that really teaches good animal welfare, 
then you can do a lot for a sustainable animal welfare over years. So let's move this a step forward because the concept of the awards is still very much developing. And Zeev, this year you've decided to include a category recognising a vet school for its contribution to welfare. Yes, so when we start with this project, we, we first we were very much focused on vets. And then slowly, slowly, we start to understand working together with SIVA and discussing a lot uh, this kind of issue. We start to understand that there is a lot of opportunity not to focus only on the vet, but focusing also on the future vets. So then we move and we gave a one award for students. But this was not enough because we want also a lot of other students will get this opportunity to learn more and understand more about animal welfare. And this is why we started to also think, are we going to encourage more veterinary schools to integrate and to raise awareness of animal welfare and focus on this issue as part of the program? And this is not something new. This is already done. But we thought where we can play a role. And one of the, the idea was, let's give an award to veterinary schools around the world and that actually are doing a great job in teaching the students about animal welfare and to see who is the best schools and also to give an example to other schools around the world that in the future more and more schools will take this approach and integrate animal welfare programs in their uh, curriculum, which is not yet well established all over the world. In some regions of the world, yes, but in some others, not. And this is where you start. If you teach the future veterinarians and really not just everybody understand the need and especially veterinary students, as Amy said before, they're very much oriented for the welfare of animals, but they need to also to get the right tools how to implement it and also to educate it, the public, the animals owners for the best practices in animal welfare. And where you start, you start in schools. So this was the main idea why to include also schools in this award project. Let's talk about the spin-off from these awards. Now, each year, just before the WVA Congress and the awards, we've always got the winners together for a social gathering. And without fail, within a few seconds of them going through the formalities of saying hi, you can see them exchanging views and ideas already about animal welfare issues. And this has led to some fantastic work and collaborations which go beyond those awards themselves. For instance, Amy was invited to Thailand following the 2019 awards by another winner who was Professor Pantep Ratanakorn. Just recently, I've been filming in northern Ghana with Dr. Anthony Akunzule, the winner from Ghana last year. He's been using his prize to mentor young students in animal welfare, but also to highlight the illegal trade in donkey hides, which, as he points out, is ruining the livelihoods of farmers in northern Ghana. And we will be running the videos related to this filming on social media channels later this year after the Welfare Awards. And Annette, you and Amy didn't know each other before the awards, even though you yourself had been a student of the Leipzig School, but you hatched a cunning plan to really push the subject of welfare. I'll leave you to explain exactly how, but just to give people a hint, I now have some pretty strong opposition in the world of animal health podcasts. I've, I've had the idea for a long time that I wanted to do something for students, but I had no idea what. And I was talking to Amy about it and she said, oh, we should make podcasts. And, you know, there and then we thought, well, 
to be honest, I had to say, what is a podcast? And then she, you know, but, um, you know, after that, we just sort of, you know, got together and we managed to meet up afterwards in Leipzig and discuss how we wanted to approach the podcast and what we wanted to do. And for us, it was really important that we feel we wanted very different people on the podcast, professors who do research, but also, for example, vets who work in practice and also people who, who do NGO work, but also people from the industry to just give a broad view on if you wanted to get involved in animal welfare, what are the opportunities? And, you know, there are so many possibilities. And yeah, that's that's really how the idea was born. Amy, great to hear that you're developing these podcasts. They are called Dare to Care for people who'd like to tune in. Great title. I imagine the fact that you have been a star of the Global Welfare Awards helps you to get some top guests on the show. Um, I don't like the word star very much. <laughs> Just take the compliment and use it. I think that it does give us credibility and especially me being a student being a young vet people think okay yes she is she knows how to do it and um let's support her but i think also most of them would also support the podcast just you know with or without the award just because they want to promote animal welfare what the award has given me though is self-confidence just to also go out there and ask people so i think that's the main thing that helps me do the podcast. Um, we have different topics. So we've covered um, circuses and insect animal welfare. And um, yeah, so just a whole big variety of different topics. And we also, as Annette already has said, want to show career options or options to do placements for students was being a student. So we've spoken to FVE, for example, the Federations of Veterinarians of Europe. And like this broadcast, Dare to Care is available, I think, on all the main podcast and social media channels. Yes, our podcast is available on Spotify, on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and some other podcast platforms. Our podcast is primarily aimed for veterinary students, but we also know that some other young adults listen to them and also some some vets who actually work in the field of animal welfare. Now I can see Zeev waving enthusiastically at me at this point. Zeev, do you want to come in here? Yeah, just to emphasize, uh, one of the amazing things of this Animal Welfare Awards in collaboration with SIVA was that when we started, we didn't know actually how it's going to be developed. It's what happened in between, in between ceremonies, in this lunches in this bringing together the winners this is where you created the synergies and this is where you created the next initiative as the idea to bring people from the other parts of the world from different um, animal welfare realities and put them together this is where you create situation to improve animal welfare at the global level and to bring more and more expertise and more and more synergies between the different people and this was something we didn't plan but it's happened and now we're much more on this part of how to create 
out of it much more than just giving and recognize giving award and recognize the the welfare um, champions is to how to make out of it much more and how to bring these people together to even take it to the next step this is amazing for me well it's all happening i've got now annette and amy waving their hands to get in annette i think it's your turn much more than a medal and a ceremony yeah i think for me it's so much more than that and i think probably the so much more than that is even the most important thing about it really because if i just looked on the three days i think it was the the, the conference i've spoken back then to so many people i would otherwise never had the chance to speak to the welfare of animals and peoples is absolutely intertwined there's so many examples all around the world that animal welfare and human welfare are intertwined. And by speaking about those things that you normally probably wouldn't have the chance to exchange about, you get so many new ideas. And what was mentioned earlier, for example, the donkey hide trade, I had no idea, you know, but this costs families in Africa their livelihood. And that, you know, for example, in the donkey hide, you have this kind of prestigious Chinese medicine product that gives you know people that use it kind of a good feeling but costs families their livelihood you know how much do they know and and there i think this kind of education and talking about it and you know also trying to keep it non-judgmental as much as possible so that an open dialogue and discussion is possible i think there are so many opportunities to really improve the welfare of animals and humans alike and I think that, like I said before, as vets, we are in a very unique situation to do that. Amy, you've been very patient. Your horizons have clearly been broadened by this experience. It's definitely given a lot more. Um, so this teamwork, it works so well and it's so nice. And that really makes the podcast what they are. And yeah, I mean, it's I loved going to Thailand to see Pantep and meet his work there and just to learn about what Annette said you know these the the views and how the animals are kept in a different with a different background so the influence of you know culture religion and the economic situation and climate it was just amazing to see and to learn how that works and this discussion really needs to go on not just vets with vets but also with other um, professions and also different countries and continents. So Zeve, let's move to the final part of this podcast by looking ahead. We have these awards coming up. We've heard that the impact of the awards goes beyond the ceremony. So looking ahead, what are the animal welfare issues that should be in our minds, do you think, as we prepare to celebrate the 2020 awards? Once again, um... I think when we started, we didn't know exactly where it will be developed. So I think what we should do is always to discover things that are not very well known, at, at least at the global level. So, for example, what just Annette and uh, Amy said before, they're very well aware about the welfare issues in Europe, which is very well developed because it's more than 40 years in Europe that you discuss animal welfare. But then they went to other parts of the world and they realized the understanding and awareness of welfare, it's completely on a different level. 
And this is something that at the WVA, we are looking at things at the global level where we are trying always to bring at least to the minimum requirement that will be uh, met at all over the world. And this is a WVA. This is what we will look all the time is to find new new areas of the animal welfare that are not very well known at the global level, bring together experts from a different world to try to tackle this issue and to raise awareness about them in the future, involving the veterinarians, the students, the schools, and also the power professionals, the people who are working and helping the veterinarians, because this is a huge amount of people around the world that are doing working together with veterinarians to help them to deliver the best services for the benefit of animals. Amy, can you look to the future? Well, you've got to qualify, of course. It's hard to believe with all this experience that you've built up, but you are still a student. Once I qualify, hopefully early next year, then I am going to continue the path of animal welfare work. So I want to do a master's degree in animal welfare, ethics and law. And then afterwards, I'm not quite sure yet in what order, but I'm also going to practice a little bit just to gain the experience. And then I'm going to see where the path is going to take me. I think it's important to just um, just take opportunities when they come and just yeah, just see where, where it leads you. Annette, finally from you, animal welfare clearly on the agenda worldwide now. What do you think we should be looking at in the future? Well, I think I would like to answer that question from a more global point of view in Europe and, you know, also the rest of the Western world, we kind of have worked towards a more industrified, intensive animal agriculture. And you see that in the Netherlands, a farmer can hardly live of 140 cows. But for example, in India, somebody can make a living of two cows. So what I think I would really love is that there's kind of more debate and exchange and that we actually look, what can we learn from each other? And what could we Westerners learn from people in Africa or India or um, you know other continents? And likewise, what can we export as our knowledge to actually help to achieve welfare for animals and humans alike? Because I think also if you look at, and I'm coming back to one of the talks that um, was held also um, last year at the conference, but also came back at this year's conference with the One Health Summit, is the influence on climate change. And we get more diseases coming to us in Europe because of climate change. But people in Africa and other continents, they face very severe consequences of climate change too, and, and catastrophic uh, rains and floods and everything. And But also animals in the Netherlands are suffering from heat stress. So I think there's, if you are in it with an open heart and willing to listen and from a position where you don't automatically judge the other party. I think we can learn so much from each other and at the end improve for all of us. And I think that would be my wish. So, Zeev, a final word from you. Climate change, COVID issues. Unfortunately, we can mention them in the same breath and the same sentence as we look ahead at animal welfare. I think that also 
in the future, the award can look also on issues like climate change, for example, or more global issues that are affecting the welfare of the animals directly and indirectly. And if we take now, for example, the COVID-19 pandemic situation and how it's affecting animals and their welfare because of some situation that were created because of it and the population of farms that unfortunately cannot are not able to sell the animals and to send them to slaughterhouses this has created a lot of very difficult situation for the welfare of animals and this is something that in the future we need to look into them and to approach and to face them and i think the awards could be also a good platform to the global veterinary profession to deal with these kind of issues Okay, well, I can confirm that the awards ceremony for 2020 will be taking place as part of the WVA virtual seminar on the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on the veterinary profession. It is taking place on the 29th of October at between three and five o'clock in the afternoon, Brussels time. But we also will be going beyond the announcement and the ceremony because all the videos and interviews with the winners and various other interested people involved will be running as a series on the WVA and SIVA websites. The WVA site is worldvet.org and SIVA, uh, C-E-V-A, is SIVA.com. It'll also be running on all the different social media channels on a regular basis following the awards, so you will be able to see the winners in action and see exactly why they have won an award this year. And all that remains, therefore, is for me to thank our excellent guests, Ziv Noga, Annette van der Aar, and student Amy Lieberum, and watch out for our next episode of Siva Sounds, where we will be highlighting some of the issues behind the humanisation of our pets. Quite a debating point in our current climate. So, thank you so much for joining us on Siva Sounds. Siva Sounds.